1: podcast about musical theatre. Are we all right, Producers Zane? We are. I just got very concerned. Look, it's a podcast about musical theatre. Let's talk about musicals. Um, it's me, KB. I'm going to be your very distracted host today, apparently. And joining me is Julie Eisentrager.
2: Oh, hey, hey, hey. Hey, Julie. And Miranda Selle. I am also here. You Woo! are also
1: here. Now it wouldn't be an episode without a guest. And um this is our guest's very first time on the show, Zoe. Welcome Hello. to Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Should be uh, fun.
1: <laughs> I am excited too. You are um you have brought us Anastasia today. And yes. somebody tried to bring Anastasia to us last year and it didn't happen. And I was so sad. So today is the day. I'm so excited.
0: It's today. I'm very excited, too. Yay!
1: Now, before we get to know Anastasia, we need to get to know you, Zoe. So um, I'm going to throw some questions at you, which I um, didn't prior to the episode. So it's just going to be like, whatever comes to your head first is going to be the correct answer. Um, Are you ready?
3: I think so. As as ready as I'll ever be.
1: Exactly. This is amazing. You're great, Zoe. Miranda, are you ready?
3: I'm always ready. I was born ready. Um, This... Right now is what I'm ready for.
1: Yeah. Well, it's been a while. There's been a few episodes where um, we haven't heard you sing this particular thing that you're ready for. And I'm ready to hear you be ready for it. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go. Getting to
3: know. Yeah. It's <laughs> Brassy <was> ex- today.
2: <laughs> exactly. Brass- I don't know how that
3: picked up on my dodgy home <laughs> <He's>
2: microphone. <bright. laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Oh, good. It was it great. great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like six wines in, but that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the perfect
1: introduction. Um, all right, Zoe. Question number one. Which musical character would other people compare you to?
0: Oh I have I've been compared to Dawn from Waitress.
1: Nice. Before.
0: Um, because I'm exceedingly awkward. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, uh, I've also I don't know if I believe this one, but one of my friends compared me to Elle Woods the other day, but I think that's solely on the basis of the fact that I study law and not really very
2: much
1: Elle. I think you're very bubbly and positive vibey. I think it it
2: does suit you. <laughs> I think it I suits you so. too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a small dog?
0: <laughs> I don't have a small dog. See, that's, really? where, it, that's where it falls apart.
1: But everyone now, needs a small dog. Exactly. Yes, now there's exactly. an excuse to get one. You'll be like, Mom, exactly. I'm Elle Woods. Oh,
0: I <laughs> obviously need I need a small dog.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, which musical character would you like other people to compare you
0: Um I mean I like the Elle Woods comparison. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with that one. i probably keep that one. She's a fashion icon. I yes, mean, she is. I wish I could
2: It's her meet
0: that level.
2: And the nanny. <laughs> Fashion icons, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Okay. Well then, to, forget all the other people. Forget what they're going to compare mm-hmm. you to. What is your dream role or roles? If multiple.
0: I had to think of this one the other day. Uh, <laughs> someone asked me. Uh probably Rose from Dogfight.
1: Nice quality oh. choice, there, mate. Mm-hmm. I'm with you.
0: All Snow of her up. songs are so good. <laughs> yeah it would be so fun
1: yeah and who wouldn't like follow the footsteps of lindy Mendes? and i would exactly. be like hey, okay um what is your favorite sometime show Ooh, well before corona hit i
0: was doing a production of a little night music so i guess we'll go with that one
1: nice hopefully that can pick back up um yes Whenever this ends, <laughs> um, all right. Well, this, I guess, is the only way to perform these days. Is um, what is yes. your go to shower song?
0: Oh, that's hard. I've been loving all of Regina's songs from Me and Girls yeah, <laughs> me. Nice. mostly because I can't belt, therefore, I will belt
1: <laughs> in the shower, especially that with the meet the plastic solo. It's just like, yeah, that's a good one,
0: all the ripping.
1: Yeah, nice one. All right, this is the last but ultimate question, Zoe. I just need Mm. you to take a deep breath. I need you to, like, be ready to just, like, say whatever comes first, but it cannot be Mm cats. That's my my only preface, all right? You have to delete one musical from existence. Mm -hmm. Which one will it be?
0: Oh, I've got one. (laughs) I think um, Tootsie. Tootsie. Ooh. Yeah. All
2: right. That that's a surprising, surprising
0: answer. Um, just, like, from what, I haven't seen it, so that's probably a bit of an unfair judgment, but when I heard, listened to the soundtrack, I found it pretty underwhelming. I know. That's Like, the amount of people who were really upset by it because of the way it kind of impacted their community, I mm-hmm. think, like, it's not worth it. for that and I think the people people like uh, Santino Fontana who won Tony's off it shouldn't have their talents kind of tarnished with a bad reputation of a show yeah so
1: very fair okay I like it I think it's the first time we've had Tootsie on the deletion list I'm very intrigued I'm excited all right guys we've gotten to know Zoe let's get to know Anastasia the Broadway musicale Um, so we do do this thing and I think you'll be able to do it where we give you two minutes to give us the mm. entire plot of the musical.
3: It oh, yeah. might be, it might be difficult with a Russian <laughs> drama, but there we
1: go. Um, Julie has the timer ready. Um, I guess Ooh, you have an okay. advantage in that this was a movie before the musical. So if there is anything yes. you leave out, I'm sure we will be able to fill in the gaps. Are you ready? Yes. Are you I steady? I think I'm ready. Go!
0: Okay, so we start with the prologue, um, and it's Anastasia when she's very young with her grandmother. She's upset because her grandmother's going away, and her grandma uh, she's moving to Paris. Her grandmother gives her a music box so that they can be together in while they're away. Uh, and then, the, basically, the Russian Revolution starts, and supposedly the whole Romanov family gets killed. Then we jump forward in uh, quite a few years into the future. Anastasia is now seventeen, or. The character who we are following is now 17. She's an orphan. Um, she's living in, a, in an orphanage in Old Street, Russia, and kind of trying to find her way in the world. Uh, she runs into two men, Dmitry and Vlad, and they say, we can get you to Paris if you pretend to be, or if you, we think you are the Princess Anastasia. And if you come with us, we'll teach you how to be the princess, um, or how to act like the princess, and we'll take you to meet. Um, who is Anastasia's grandmother in Paris uh, so she gets on board she doesn't really know if she believes if she's Anastasia or not um, they go through various misadventures trying to get out of Paris um, firstly the train that they take kind of um, uh, some Russian guards get on board and there's whole issues with staff and basically by the end of Act 1 they have made it to Paris. Uh, we get to Paris and we're trying to meet, we meet Lily, Countess Lily, who is the grandmother's, I guess, lady. I'm lady, sort of. lady yeah. yeah. <laughs> we meet her, we learn that she has a romantic history with Vlad who is the um, one of the guys who's been with her the whole time, with a- Anya or Anastasia the whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they just, uh, they go, try to see the Empress, she says she won't see people. Um,
2: That's your two minutes. Ah!
1: That was very close, though. You're almost at the end. They do get to meet, and then are choices kidding? are made. Choices are made. Is she Anastasia or
3: is she just Anya? Who
0: knows? Who I wanna knows?
3: I want to know. Do we not find out?
2: No, we do um, find out. Okay. We, we do
3: find out. It's
0: not as, in the musical, it's not as clear as yeah. it is in the movie as to which way it falls. Like, they leave it, a, it's a little more open-ended.
2: And history yeah, itself
1: but... is another thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much like, I think at the end, um, I think it's in one of the songs, the, dow- the Dowager um, is like, um, Anastasia is no, like, she died a long time ago. There, I'm no longer looking for Anastasia, that kind of stuff. But then yeah. Anya has also chosen to move on and away because she hasn't I like guess I it's this whole the musical is this whole um journey to to discovering family and connection and is it I a guess, journey to the past by any chance uh, I guess it is it's, I guess that's why there's a song called Journey to the Past yeah. <laughs> um but Yeah, there's some really interesting changes that they made from the movie to the musical. And I think the biggest one for me is that um, Rasputin and subsequently Bartok are not in the stage (laughs) show. Um, But they have replaced uh, Rasputin with Gleb, who is um, part of the Russian military. Yeah,
0: he's the son of... The person who killed the Romanov family mm-hmm. um and he kind of he feels that he has to uphold his father's legacy by completing the task and killing the Princess Anastasia, yeah,
1: um, but then you know he sees her and he falls in love with her, and that and' the whole thing, <laughs> yeah, for me, that's the part of the the musical, I think where it really um I don't think it replaced the tension well by putting Gleb yeah. in there, I think um. The Rasputin's villain is so uh, large. The character is so big and had yeah. so much space in the movie that by replacing him mm. with someone very real, <laughs> I it, think, yeah, that's
3: what they were going for, though, right? Yeah, they, absolutely. I mean, they yeah. they do subtitle it as based on the film. They it's they're not saying it's based on the original <laughs> story yeah. or the it's a real real story but they yeah. wanted to make it seem more realistic and take out some of the yeah. you know um, magic of the <laughs> yeah. animated film yeah. so yeah. to to take out that the sort of magic based supernatural kind of character yeah. and replace it with some you know a military character who has one job to kill this yeah. person, they thought it w- yeah. i think they thought they were simplifying it yeah but, uh, yeah. but I, mean, I think they, they obviously made it- didn't simplify very much because it's um notoriously long this show yeah Yeah.
1: and i think it just complicated like by putting in a second love story in there i think they really lost sight of that russian revolution like feel to it the stakes just didn't seem high enough um and it kind of came out of nowhere and i just i love Anastasia the film and I love most of the musical it was just that was the part for me where mm-hmm. I was just like oh I think if they had just focused on him and his mission of like this is the heir to the Russian throne and it
2: cannot happen then it would have yeah like, pumped but also Rasputin in the movie it's just great time all around yeah I <laughs> you know? really I rewatched the movie the other night and
0: his song is so good.
2: So good!
0: I'm, I'm so I... sad it's gone. But I see why they cut him as a villain, not just in terms of the practicality of trying to put Rasputin on the stage because there's so much like magic surrounding him and his body that keeps falling apart uh, <laughs> that would be really hard to do on stage. But also, you kind of forget he's there as the villain until he turns up and you're like, oh my gosh, it's Rasputin, he's back, he's great. <laughs> but he doesn't do much to advance the plot and i think that's probably why they cut him but then i don't think Gleb really adds that
3: much more as a villain do you think um they wanted to to make it a bit more like they wanted to 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 channel that epic russian yeah. like the design is is pretty it's beautiful <laughs> um they've obviously put a lot into that it like what what were they trying to do by taking out something that was so, you know, so much a part of yeah. the movie? I don't know. It just seems like a weird There's,
1: choice. I do have a quote from the playwright, Terence McNally. All right, Terence. Terence said, I think it's very important to show that um, that being – the Russian Revolution, and that we respect that. Um, the Russian Revolution is one of the greatest political upheavals of the 20th century, and to pretend it didn't happen or just happened a long time ago didn't seem enough. The Soviets really could not allow a Romanov to be alive, a legitimate heir to the Russian throne. They had to make sure they were all dead. And so, in his quote, it feels like the stakes are high, but it just didn't mm. translate to the stage, I don't think. Mm you know and like the other thing that uh, Dimitri and Anastasia's relationship in the movie he's the one that helps her like through the tunnel in the secret Mm -hmm. passageway right and in the show it was like I saw you in a parade and (laughs) ta-da like like, yeah it was very very interesting in dude um but all of the music from the film, mostly, is in the stage show. They just they wrote a couple of new songs yeah. and they popped it in there. Uh,
3: they wrote and they sixteen re-wrote. new yeah, songs. They did. <laughs> <laughs> and this may be why the show is very long. Um, so they kept six songs from the movie, which I guess are the ones we know: "Journey of the Past," "Once Upon a December." Um, what else was there? R- uh, in what did we um, love?
0: The one. When they arrive
3: in Paris. Um that I can't remember what it's called, but that one Paris so oh Paris. We're finally here in Paris. Is that what it's called? I'm making myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't maybe something about the key to your heart. I think
0: that was the lyrics. Paris holds the key to your heart or something? <laughs> I can't remember. It um, doesn't that one was that one was in there. Um <laughs> but they moved a lot of the some or well, they moved some of the more iconic songs around, yeah. Like in the order of where they fit into the plot, which was kind of I see why they did it, but it was like an interesting choice, I think, to move particularly um, journey to the past. They moved from it being right near the beginning
3: when Anya started her journey to the end of Act One. I I understand how they wanted the biggest song from the movie to be the Act yeah. One finale. I get that, yeah. But that song belongs the start of the journey yeah That's exactly why I, that, it's moving the I want song to halfway through the show seems yeah. a little bit odd yeah yeah but that that to me like this whole thing seems a bit odd and to be honest yeah the movie seemed a bit odd to me at the time <laughs> and it's that sense of I am not a Disney princess film but I'm trying to be so hard and I I feel like this musical kind of does the same thing I'm not quite there but I am trying so hard like give me points for that please
2: speaking of trying so hard are we ready?
3: Yeah, I'm ready. For a
2: bad (laughs) review with Julie. Bad review with Miranda with Julie. Bad (laughs) review with Julie. Uh, There's also
3: a special mention to um, my favourite New York Times reviewer, Ben Brantley, who wasn't a huge fan of this show. But (laughs) um, yeah, anyway, let's move on. Uh,
2: So Miranda so kindly provided these. (laughs) She's done my homework for me.
3: Well, we were going to record this on a Mm -hmm. date when Julie was unavailable. So I had prepared bad reviews without Julie um, and then given them. So this is all very meta and, uh, yeah.
2: And great. (laughs) But anyway, Anastasia brought a review, a muddled pro I can't even say that word. Cesarus? Cesarus? mm don't, we can't see the word, so we can. I mean, <laughs> Miranda can. Miranda knows what it is.
3: Yeah, but I'm not going to try and pronounce it and get it wrong and it like a dummy.
2: Is <sighs> music Russia musical for the Trump era. Four out of ten from the four ra- out of
3: ten <laughs> for the
2: Trump oh. era. <gasps> <laughs> From the rap by Robert Hoffer. This is on the 24th of April 2017. Terence McNally's book goes through so many contortions on the subject of Anastasia. She's a royal daughter, she isn't the royal daughter, she is, then she isn't again. But then why does this Russian girl know so much about the Romanov's pet cat? And why is there a diamond the size of the Ritz sewn into her rag of an overcoat? Also explained is where Anya, Anastasia, learned to jump from trains <laughs> a la Tom Cruise <laughs> and defend herself and her boyfriend by kicking men in the nuts. No Disney princess ever did that before. As the it's two no lovers <laughs> Exactly As the two lovers, Christy Altamea and Derek Klenner yep. display pretty singing voices, that's kind of that's almost offensive, pretty singing voices and otherwise show (laughs) as much depth as the animated film characters their roles are based on.
1: A bit 2D like they're just like I really love the fact that Chrissy and Derek played Sue and Tommy and Carrie in the original Broadway cast so I think they would have had a really lovely relationship on stage I just would have loved to have seen it I I saw it like a month after that review um with our friend of the show Benedict Braxton Smith um and Derek wasn't in it anymore he had moved on Zach um Atkins had taken over by that stage. So I was like, oh man, I can't see the Carrie relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I've worked
0: with both of them. Um, It was was the first show I ever saw on Broadway. So it holds a little bit of a special place in my heart. Um, And I think I saw almost the full original cast. Ramin Kamalu had moved on when I saw it. So I didn't get to see him as Gleb. But everyone else was original cast. Nice. And their, their relationship was really, like, I think particularly Christy and Derek were really, really well cast in those roles. They, they um, had chemistry on stage.
3: Derek may be well cast, but can we just note for a moment that the twi- uh, 2012 reading five years earlier was Aaron today? I, I
1: know. I oh, know, okay. I know, I know. Miranda, <laughs> I know that you don't like it when I dreamcast people who have been in the show, but a lot of my casts have come from that reading cast. Some of them I would have loved to have seen play that well role. also
3: Angela Lansbury did the reading. Mate! Like right? and then just nothing else.
1: Sorry. And
3: don't need you anymore.
1: Do you know oh. what though? Is like the person I think they just kept getting like further and further away from that. Zach Atkins was beautiful as Dimitri, but who took over from Zach? Cody Cody Simpson. Simpson. (laughs)
2: Mad about it? Do you not about
3: it? Do you not like Cody Simpson? I'm confused. Um, (laughs)
2: Um,
3: Christy Christy Altamir though, who did play Anya for the Hartford stage, wishes that the out of town tryout Mm -hmm. and um, then the Broadway opening. Did win a World Theatre Award for her outstanding debut. Um, it's pretty much the only award the show won, really.
2: Which do you guys want to? you guys oh, want to hear one
3: more nominations? for um for her and for costume, but no wins. Um, that that was it. Mm. Anyway, do
2: you yeah. guys want to hear one more pretty brutal, brutal review? Yeah. Is it Ben Brantley? Uh, it's Jesse Green. Jessie Green. Jessie Green. Anastasia Staged in Vain, 6 out of 10, from Vulture by Jessie Green. And this was, she saw it the same day Robert Hoffler saw it. It must
3: have been opening. Do you think it was opening?
2: Potentially. Potentially. It bewilders me that in making stage musicals from animated or otherwise fantastical movies, ad- adapters, adapters seem to think that they can remain outside history. Perhaps the creative team of Anastasia held meetings whose agenda items included such items as finessing te- wait, finessing the Romanovs. This, there is exactly one reference to their possible contribution to Russia's problems. You can see why this must have seemed necessary, otherwise Anastasia's self-discovery could not be the climax of her hero's journey, and her beautiful tiara might seem a tad undeserved, even to the fantasias. Yep, that's what that word says. <laughs> All her sor- <laughs> sorrowful wa- oh. <laughs> All her sorrowful warbling about <laughs> the past, well sung, if little else, by Christine Altomir, would be sickening instead of heart-catching. Yet this does not excuse Anastasia on the lightweight end of the scale any more than it did Evita on the heavy. You can have your revolution and eat it too.
3: You can't have your revolution and <laughs> yep, eat it too. Yeah, that's what it
2: says. You can't. Thanks,
1: Miranda. <laughs> um, no problem. That a lot of those sentences didn't make a lot of sense. Um, but I can. I Could I can be kind the writer. Of- Could be the writer, could be the show, could be the reader. Who knows? Could be a Um, lot of things. But I have to admit, like we we didn't sit in the best seats. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the rush tickets were a bit um, uh, ridiculous in that sense. Partial view. Partial view. Well, we weren't told they were partial view, Um, and we were we. I could only see stage left. (laughs) That's all. And (laughs) Benedict could see less than that. So um, it did. It was really hard to connect with the show when you could only see half the show um but there were points where i was like oh there's some really there's some really interesting choices going on in here so i can kind of see where her review is like falling but i also think that i don't think she could have done it so <laughs> <I'm> just like, <laughs> so, really hard. you know sometimes you well just
3: it. quickly before we get the wrap up i do want to quote Brenda. Ben Brantley, because um he uses a nice turner phrase. Um <laughs> He says that um, Anastasia may well tap into the dewy-eyed demographic that made Wicked such an indestructible favourite of female adolescents, but you're likely to find Anastasia a chore. Bloody parts of history like the Russian Revolution just do not naturally lend themselves to perky song and dance. And I think this was that point that we were sort of making before, like, do you want to be an epic revolution story, like? Lame is where everybody dies or do you want to be a Disney princess story where everybody is happy and gets to discover themselves and live happily ever after this? And the story doesn't fit in either one of those and, and the show didn't make its mind up about whether it wanted no. to be one or the other. No. I think trying to straddle that didn't work for them.
1: No. And since Zane's not on the podcast today, um, just our final question of what's everyone's favourite song?
3: I do like Journey to the Past.
2: Yeah. I like I it as a song. It's a lovely melody.
1: Yeah. I really like um, My Petersburg, which is yes, um, the I song like that Dimitri sings, but it's like I just dance to it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. All right. Well, uh, Zoe, do you have a favourite?
0: A favourite? Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but the, which is really helpful. Um, But the one that they sing on the train about leaving Russia behind forever is just like it's very it doesn't necessarily fit with like the Disney kind of tone of the rest of the show but like melodically and like the harmonies are just so beautiful in that song and like half of the ensemble were crying on stage while singing it and it was just really um, like emotional which so now when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, that song's so great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, nice. All right, let's play some music and then talk about the lessons we learned from
2: Anastasia. I
1: think the lessons that we have already spoken about is um choosing what genre of musical you want to sit in is a big lesson we can take from anastasia no um sitting on the fence when it comes to what story you want to tell um but any other lessons guys (laughs) oh Uh, I think for me after seeing it I, when I walked away from it I was kind of like there's a and I knew it but I hadn't really seen an example of it is how important stakes not just for characters are but for the audience and if the audience aren't invested in those stakes then your yeah, show's always gonna kind of fall a little short and I think in terms of the Russian revolution there isn't anything in Gleb's character that we relate two and how it's at least in how he's portrayed as a character I was just like cool dude you sound real whingy and now you're in love with her for no reason and I don't really understand what's going on here um but
0: that's another uh, lesson don't put a love story where it doesn't need to be
1: yeah like, we already had one going on. We didn't
2: need a love triangle in Anastasia,
0: you know? Like, just no one asked for that.
2: Nobody asked for that. Um, I think what I learned from the movie, like, potentially a new generation of people will learn from the musical, which is just the story in general, even though it's not accurate, but like the story of Anastasia, because I think even as a kid when I watched Anastasia, I was very interested to find out more about what the actual story of Anastasia was. Yeah.
1: And I think too, like the romanticizing of history, like obviously there was a reason people wanted to take down the Romanovs, but if you watch Anastasia the movie, you would be like, why? They're such lovely, wonderful people, it's a family (laughs) that you want to be a part of! And apparently not so much in terms of where they sat in history. Yeah. Any other lessons, Timo Supremo?
3: Uh, maybe if you have Angela Lansbury for the reading, you should keep her for the show.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know that it's a different character, but like, Carolyn O'Connor wasn't in for the reading and she was in the show. She would have been awesome. Yeah. She <laughs> <That> was great. <laughs> no. I don't know. All right. Well, if that's all the lessons we've got from Anastasia. <laughs> Any last calls for lessons? Last calls? Um,
3: If you are a secret hidden Russian princess, maybe stay that way so no one tries to kill you. Yep.
1: <laughs> Fair. I think that's a good lesson to end on. So let's play some music, Zay. <laughs> eh? Um, I did say before that I would dream cast a lot of the reading cast um, in the show. Um, Aaron Tveit obviously as Dimitri, Angela Lansbury as the Dowager Empress. But the one that we didn't mention before was Patrick Page as Vlad. Now, Patrick Page, um, he originated the role of Hades in Hades Town, um, and I think he would have been super fun as Vlad, guys. Uh,
2: yeah, I agree. That's that's some good casting there, KB.
1: Yeah, yeah. look, I did put Jonathan Groff as like a maybe for Dimitri
2: because I think he'd be really endearing in the
1: role. Well, um, this is
2: what confuses me. When I look at Dimitri and then I look at who's played him, I'm like, okay, so how is Aaron Tveit and Cody Simpson anywhere near the same character type? Well, that's
1: the thing. It's like Cody Simpson's like completely different to every single person that played Dimitri. <laughs> so
2: I don't really know. <laughs> we could maybe just pretend that never happened and then that's a dream yeah. cast for me.
1: I mean maybe we could just hope that it doesn't get to a point where Justin Bieber plays the role and...
2: I oh. be about I'd be less <laughs> mad about that than I am about Cody Simpson. No. <laughs> um but are we happy to put
3: our boy Zach in Dimitri?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah look at okay, it. A 100%. Obviously. He's so happy about that casting. I would be on um, yeah,
3: so happy. I actually um I want to see young Dreamcast, remember? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. young Julie Andrews play Anastasia. Oh,
2: that would
1: be beautiful. Yeah. She would be, lovely. She would be see, really lovely. I was thinking
0: she would be really great as the Dowager if she still had her full vocal range. Yeah. That would be really cool. Well, it's a
3: dream cast, Zoe, dream so cast, I'm going to so... give her her full vocal range. <laughs> Tick. Done. <laughs> there we go. Julie Andrews will now play all the roles in Anastasia.
1: <laughs> I would watch that.
3: Yep. But <laughs> um, Dimitri is fabulous.
1: Gleb was really hard to, to uh, cast, I think when Roman has played a role <laughs> to try and find someone to replace him. Um, so I have a list of people that I'm like, maybe, but I'm not 100% sure on, and you guys can tell me um, which one of these four I should go with. Um, Patrick Wilson, okay, Colin Donnell, Corey Cott, or Santino Fontana.
2: They're all names Con- of people. Who
1: is Colin Donnell again? He's the guy from... Um, Zayn is telling me Patrick Wilson or Sentino Fontana would be the best okay. options. So Colin Donald, um, 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 I'll get you a picture. Everyone is he in About talking. Time? No, he's in um, the first season of Arrow. I
2: don't know what you've seen that oh, has NM. had Colin Donald. Well, can Dolan we put John in Barrowman it? in just because I want to, because I'm reading his autobiography and it's the best <laughs>
1: thing
2: oh. I have ever read. It is so good. John um, Barrowman yeah.
3: as Vlad would be interesting.
2: Yeah, he'd be really good as Vlad. That Brad. is a would, hot would, Vlad.
3: Yeah. John Barrowman as Countess Lily would be pretty <laughs> <John> good. So good.
1: <could laughs> yeah. I want to see Bernadette Peters as Countess Lily. Oh, I think she'd have God. a fun time with it. I'll give it to you.
2: Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, oh yeah. yeah? He's pretty hot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just showing Julie a picture of... Colin Donnell, um, but that's it for my cast. Who else has everybody else? Got?
2: It's too hard. You know who I can't cast is Anastasia. Yeah, I have oh. Laura Dreyfus. Who is yeah? In yeah, D- yeah. I though. think, I, but I, I just want someone. I think I want someone fresh. Yeah, yeah. I can think yeah. A, lot of, I a, a lot of a lot of
3: these young ingenue roles sit in that place where you mm-hmm. you want someone who isn't familiar who you can discover during the show and that yeah. you know that's yeah. part of the the um, appeal and joy of the character and yeah. again, so you don't want to see a famous name in that role no because it'll distract you
1: it will and also you want to be able to see yourself playing that role I think like you want to sing Jenny yeah. to the past and if it's someone famous in front of you doing it it's, <laughs> you just can't picture yourself in the role really
0: I mean because <laughs> the whole story is about her being a nobody, becoming a somebody. So I yeah. think that's like you kind of want an unknown actress to play her.
1: Yeah. Any other dream cast suggestions? No, I'm getting a lot of head shakes. I'm getting a head shake. Miranda's thinking about it but has decided against it. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's play some music and go to top fives for Anastasia. Five most disappointing seats um for me on <laughs> <are> my principal <laughs> top five but um Benedict's was worse. So that's
2: that's where my uh, my top five list ends. No, um any other top fives for Anastasia? Guys? Is it um top five musicals that you've seen with
1: Benedict? Yeah, probably. I think we've only seen five put together.
3: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though, you've only seen half of Anastasia.
1: Yeah, it's true too. I mean, heard the whole thing, saw <laughs> half of it. Um, um, I'd say, and this is maybe a harsh one, I haven't pulled this one up before, It's top five musicals that kind of fell short of what people were expecting it to be.
3: Mm. Mm. Fair. Yeah. I, I would like to put it on top five animation to stage, but it's not. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. Um, Disney has all five of those. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs>
1: Disney is just like banking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other top fives?
3: Uh, can we go top five musicals set in Russia? I mean, there aren't a lot of them, but I think that's why it makes the top five.
2: Anastasia, Anastasia, (laughs) no, there's Um, others. Um, Great Comet, Great Comet fiddler. (laughs) Is Fiddler set in Russia? Not set in Russia.
3: (laughs) Um, No, there was another one. There was that other Russian epic one.
2: Oh, Doctor Zhivago.
3: Doctor Zhivago. Yeah, proud of myself right right now.
2: I'm proud. Um, Are parts of Chess set in Russia, or they just? Yes. No. Well,
3: there's a Russian guy in it. There's a Russian guy in it, but it's not (laughs) set in Russia. Anyway,
2: top
1: five. Top five. Top five musicals to um, make the original material longer.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is
1: interesting. <gasps> uh, I think that and A Very punny Musical are kind of the only ones <laughs> <laughs> on
2: that list. Um, top five uh, dodgy history musicals. <laughs> They're telling the history. But it's pretty dodgy.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Like Miz is pretty dodgy. That's
2: what I'm <laughs> saying. It could be on the top five. Um,
1: um Journey to the Past belongs on some kind of Top list, Five like bangers. Top five bangers or <laughs> top five songs that if you said the name of the show that people would sing <laughs> at you.
0: <Yeah. laughs> I think this isn't kind of about the musical as much, but top five um casts to meet at the stage door. Because Christy Altamer has like is so kind to all of her fans. I don't know if any of you guys have like follow her on Instagram or anything, but she sta- went to the stage door after almost every show and she always took time with every fan. And she was really lovely when I met her. <laughs> and yeah. I think that was like a thing with that, with that show while it was on Broadway. It was very much a, a show where the actors were really wanting to connect with the fans, which I think was really
2: cool.
1: I like that top five list. I don't think it's come up before. I enjoy it.
2: Very nice. Very top nice. Humble performance. I'm gonna yeah. label that out. yeah. Very nice. Um, any other top fives, guys?
3: Um, top five shows to have Aaron Tveit in it, but not have Aaron Tveit in it.
1: Oh, I think there might be a quite a number of shows yeah. that might be on that list. <laughs> I think he's done a lot of like reads. Um. And I'm, I am disappointed that <laughs> it didn't come to fruition. Does
0: Cody um, Simpson playing um, Dimitri Count is a top, top top five? Why did you cast him?
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I think it does. Top um, five worst decisions. Top five, please <laughs> explain. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. Nice. Good one. Good one. Good one. Any others, guys? Um, All right. I think-
0: christy and derek probably for like top five on stage chemistry for a like a pairing because they just they perform really well together and their voices match really well
1: top five repeat offenders yeah, yes. good one. Um, yeah, nice. Awesome work, Timo. Um, well, that's been Anastasia. Zoe, thank you for bringing Anastasia to us. Okay, thanks for having me. Anytime, mate. Bring us a show at any time. Um, I don't know if you have anything you'd like to plug um, during this time of isolation. Um, oh <laughs>
0: Ooh,
1: ooh. No. I don't know, all my
0: shows have been put on hold at the moment. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Um, and hopefully they will all come back after it has right. finished and we can throw the links up on our social media when the time <laughs> is right. Um, we do have a few things that you can check out. We have a new podcast on the network called That's Not COVID, which is here for all your entertainment needs during this time. We also have the 24-hour musical, which we'll try at some point. And I'm sure Miranda's on it. Um, figure How to figure out what to what. Probably in October is the note I'm getting via the Zoom chat. You heard it here first, Timo. Um, <laughs> exclusive news um so if you would like to follow the adventures of the 24-hour musical project there is an instagram and facebook page that you can check out obviously you can find us on instagram and facebook at musicals teach me or musicals taught me everything i know plus the email that you know about and if you would like to join the ranks of some of the greatest people in the world you can head to patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything i know and for from American dollar a month. That's it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting the nod. Um, starting at one American dollar a month, you can support musicals. Taught me everything. No, if you'd like. Um, and there's some cool exclusive content on there. If we get enough patrons, Zane is going to dance the Necronomicon. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> it's mm, going to be mm, the best. Mm, mm, but thank you for joining us for another week of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, KB. And Miranda. Thank you. Love spending time with you. Bye. <laughs> and Zoe, thanks again for coming on the show. We will see you soon, I
2: am sure. Thanks for having me. It was lots of fun.
1: <laughs> Yay! Alrighty, Tima. Uh, this is Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. Out. Bye! Bye! Bye!
0: Bye.
2: What happens when you put three of Brisbane's most talented musicians together to create a playlist? You get the new podcast, Shuffology. Join your
3: three favourite Shuffologists on a journey through time, space, Shuffology and playlist creation.
2: Every Sunday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and
0: everywhere where a podcast is available. Playlists are available on Spotify after the show.